Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR on this Thursday. The cell phone says it's November the 11th, Fred. Veterans Day. Veterans Day. It is. Uh, Fred Jackson, Chris Woodward. Good Ray morning. Ray, Brother Ray Pritchard. How you doing, Ray? Hey, I'm doing good. Tim, how are you doing today? We're doing well. And uh, Fred is just talking about... Uh, being Veterans fact, Day. Veterans Day. Uh, you want to tell us about it and uh, get, get Ray and Chris, and then I'll talk. Remembering the end of World War One on November 11th, 1918. Uh, 1918. 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And it was then that the uh, November 11th was decided upon. And it's a day that many years have gone by, but uh, in many circles, our veterans are not remembered the way they should. But we certainly do here at American Family Association. Chris? We say it often. Yeah, uh, as we speak, uh, President Biden is attending the uh, wreath-ling ceremony there at the Tomb of the Unknown in Washington, D.C., which just, by the way, reopened to tourists. Uh, So there are some people gathered there. It looks like it's a nice day. This is actually one of the things, correct me if I'm wrong, that you guys visit on your uh, trips to D.C., right? We do. Been there many times. That's the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, uh, which is a part of the Arlington National Cemetery. So uh, that's where usually on Veterans Day and Memorial Day, whoever the president mm-hmm. is will go to Arlington National Cemetery and have a wreath-laying ceremony. Ray, uh, you've been there, right? Uh, I certainly have. And it's, it's one of those places, Tim, that you can, say, watch a video or a documentary, and you'll get something, but to stand there. Right. to stand there and see the changing of the guards. It's uh, it's awesome, and there's nothing, there's no place else like it in all of America. Every American who values your freedom and wants to understand what this day is about, you should make a trip to the Tomb of the Unknowns uh, in Washington, D.C. It's, uh, it's a monumental, it's a monumental experience to be there. Yeah, it is part of our spiritual heritage tours when we go in june and september each year mm-hmm. um but it is veterans day <clears throat> and so we uh, salute amen. all those who amen are veterans of our armed forces um and uh, we want th- thank a veteran mm-hmm. our veterans yes uh today now you served in the uh, canadian yes air force right and today in canada it's called remembrance day okay and uh, I haven't seen too many here, but in Canada, it's quite common. They wear poppies on the, on their lapels. Right. I haven't seen it here. But, uh, yeah, I remember, uh, obviously, when I was in the military, being part of military parades on this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, like I said, I, I, I appreciate the fact. I'm glad some of the networks are covering this. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I are, are schools off today across the country? No, they are not. No, no, never have been, as far as I know, on Veterans, really? Veterans no. Day. Now, you know, Memorial Day is meant to uh, commemorate those who died, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. have died uh, in service of mm-hmm. the country. 
Veterans Day is meant to uh, thank those who are living. Yeah. Who uh, that's my understanding. You know, who mm-hmm. are veterans. Um, so that's anyway. That's what's going on in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. today. Uh, if Chris, go ahead. Um, other in other news, Chris. Yes. Well, one of the things that we have spent a lot of time uh, talking about is this uh, critical race theory uh, that a lot of people on their left are trying to push to atone for sins of the past in their mind and uh, things like that. Uh, this guide that uh, the American Medical Association put out in recent days. Uh, We have covered it a little bit on this program, but uh, Fox News picked up on it yesterday. And as a result, a lot of uh, senators and politicians uh, in general, public uh, interest groups are weighing in. And uh, one of the groups talking about, again, the American Medical Association pushing some CRT materials. One of the groups criticizing this is Heritage Action. And I spoke to their press secretary yesterday, Lindsay Cranute. Uh, she says medical professionals should be practicing medicine, not practicing pushing critical race theory. Clip one. The craziest thing that we saw um, in the words that you should use instead of other words, they want to replace the word equality with the word equity. So gone are the days of treating everyone equal. This is about equity, equity or equality of outcome instead of equality of treating people the same. They also want doctors to avoid words like vulnerable marginalized and high risk. They want to say economically, socially, and historically marginalized instead. And of course, you're not allowed to say illegal immigrant. You now have to say undocumented immigrants. Now, just to kind of recap, too, and bring in some additional sound, um, in recent days, we also had a story featuring a medical group, Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Uh, Here's Dr. Jeff Barrows talking about AMA's new CRT materials, clip two. The AMA is now moving into the whole topic of how a physician or healthcare professional should begin to talk to their patients within the privacy of an examination room. And that's always very disconcerting. Now, the AMA has done a lot of liberal things in recent years. Uh, They have embraced LGBTQ things, which some medical professionals might have an issue with. What does critical race theory have to do with a gallstone? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tweet that. Right? What's... It has nothing to do with the gallstone appendicitis, surgery, cancer, or for that matter, COVID-19. It has nothing to do with any of that. When you go to your doctor, Tim, and you've got a gallstone, you don't want a lecture on critical race theory. You don't even want that to enter into the discussion. You want him to treat what's wrong right. with you, right? Well, here's what gets me. <clears throat> Is you're not changing the facts by trying to change the language. Early on in COVID, there were certain health conditions that were identified and certain groups were identified as being more vulnerable than others. People who are diabetics were identified as being more vulnerable to this. And there's also the science behind this is that in the African-American community, there is a higher rate of diabetes. Now, that's just scientific fact. It's not a criticism. It's just a scientific fact. And so now what the American Medical Association is saying, step back from that. Do not talk about vulnerable groups. Are we going to skip sickle cell anemia? Anemia. Anemia, too? Yeah. Because isn't that basically in the African-American community? Yes. Is that racist? (laughs) I mean, this... This is just getting nuts. Yes. Huh? 
And, and but here's what here's the here's the bigger problem, and that is <clears throat> the political left in this country has seized control of almost all mm-hmm. professional organizations across the board in almost every area of 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 life that even that have nothing to do with politics or sociology or culture really uh and they've seized control of like the American Medical Association where the people at the top are pushing leftist ideas mm-hmm. and that's all they push mm-hmm. right uh and so you you look at the American Bar Association you look at I mean it's across the board. It's happened in Christian church denominations. Look what's happened with mm-hmm. the, some of the mainline church, what used to be called mainline, but they're mm-hmm. losing so many members. They're really hemorrhaging line yeah. uh, ch- denominations that ha- the the control at the top has been seized by these by these lefties, and mm-hmm. they're damaging their denomination. And to your point, Tim, uh, you just heard in that clip there from the Heritage Action individual, they talked about, and a lot of people don't understand, the debate between equality Mm -hmm. and equity. Now, what, what the AMA, if I understood what the Heritage Action person was saying there, is the AMA is now telling doctors, all right, it's not enough to say you're going to give three Latinos and three white people equal treatment. That's what every doctor should do. Regardless of skin color, they should be treated equally for obesity. Yeah, I can't imagine any doctor in America going, having a racial discriminatory policy in his practice. That, I mean, that's just But insane. they want to do away with the word equal. Now they're going to check and see the percentage of Latinos that were cured of their obesity against the percentage of African-Americans cured. And if there's a skew... You don't that, cure obesity. Yeah. You well, don't cure obesity. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either you quit eating or you don't. The equity has to do with outcome. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if the three Latinos lose weight <clears throat> and only two of the African-Americans lose weight, they're trying to say that's racist. Well, that's insane. That's This is all politically driven garbage mm-hmm. uh to make to to make people think everything is supposed to be viewed through a racial lens and if it if you don't go with exactly what the left says is the correct racial viewpoint then you're a kkk member yeah i mean yeah. it's a, and now the american medical association has got in Adding on, this is also why Ray. A lot of these organizations are losing dues-paying members. They're just. We've talked about this before. Get woke, go broke. Right? Yeah. It just seems to be true across the board. This is not just insanity. This is dangerous medical insanity. Yes. Because you want to go to your doctor. Doesn't matter who your doctor is. Doesn't matter the background. You want your doctor to look at you, take your history, and give you a treatment that. He or she believes is best for you personally. That's what we want. We don't want racial considerations to come into it one way or the other. This will destroy the American medical system if the AMA gets its way. If they force this on doctors across America, it'll be catastrophic. Yeah, well, I know a lot of 
doctors <clears throat> who's just well, I know I don't. I don't know a lot of them personally, but I know a few, mm-hmm. uh, not a lot that quit being a part of the American Medical Association in years past for these kinds of things. Sure, these these uh, all they seem to be interested in is <clears throat> when it comes to politics is what what is the Democrat position? Yeah, uh, what is what is the uh, the far left position? Well, you know I, I mentioned this uh, as part of our discussion. This is what happened with um, the United Methodist Church, mm-hmm. which I grew up in. This is what happened with the Episcopalian Church. This is what happened with the, uh, what's Lutheran? Is it Evangelical Lutheran? Evangelical Lutheran. Lutheran. <clears throat> um, which is different from the Lutheran Missouri Synod, Missouri by the way. Synod, the, yes. Because we will get emails on that one. <laughs> Uh, and the Presbyterian Church USA, mm-hmm. which is different from the Presbyterian Church of America. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Which is a conservative uh, uh, Bible believing denomination. But it's the, now raised its head in the uh, Southern Baptist Convention. Southern too. Baptist yeah. has been infiltrated by some of these mm-hmm. same leftist uh, ideologues. So, what I'm saying is, wherever that starts to permeate, the Christian church denomination will start to die. Yep. Okay. Because those lefty ideas are not gospel, are not centered in the Bible. And uh, furthermore, the left wing ide- political ideology uh, emanates from, primarily emanates from a secular humanist ideology. Okay. They're sort of joined at the hip. Uh, so, uh, when you, when you, for example, start denying the authority of the Bible on issues like human sexuality, then guess what? It's going to show up in, in, uh, where you're denying the Bible in other ways. And Ray, if you do that as a, uh, church denomination, eventually the people who are in that church are either going to say, "Why am I, why am I attending a church that doesn't believe in anything?" <laughs> okay, well, I can go well, fishing, I can go golfing, I can sleep in, whatever. But this church doesn't even believe in the Bible that they, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Well, uh, just ask yourself the question, which we've talked about before: Why have the mainline denominations been losing people first by the thousands, then the tens of thousands, and then lately by the millions? The Methodist Church, the, the the PCUSA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the Episcopal Church, because you've got some what we would call ordinary churchgoers who were who were raised on the fact that the Bible is the Word of God, and you've got some godly Methodist folks who say, "I don't want this nonsense coming from headquarters. Mm-hmm. I don't want right. this. I I just I don't want to put up with this." And finally, they leave, and suddenly. These great mainline denominations, they are hemorrhaging people yes. across the board. That's been going on for decades, Tim, and it's accelerating. Okay, it, this is what happens, though. When you sell out your theology, the people in the pews, by and large, say, we don't want that. It's like these uh, Protestant mainline denominations have a death wish. Right. I mean, it's like it's uh, they're on a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. Huh? They keep going left, and they keep losing members. Eventually, you're not, you know, the, the gray-haired folks are going to die out. 
yeah. who, who've been going there forever and ever because they don't want to leave because that's the church they grew up in mm-hmm. and they raised their family in. And they say, well, you know, I'm kind of old to to switch churches right now, but uh, if eventually that's all you're going to have left, yeah. then you're not going to have anybody. You know, it's interesting in these mainline denominations that you gentlemen have mentioned, the corruption came from above. Right. The leadership. Yes. In these denominations. And then he got in their seminaries. Got too. in their seminaries. And then the seminaries graduate. Yeah. Pastors. Right. And and so it came from above. It didn't come from below, from the pew. It came from above. And, and, and of course, what happens in all of this, I, I think the problem, and Ray, Tim, Chris, the problem is, is that you started to have denominations that wanted to please the culture. They thought they could win the culture yes, by yes, pleasing the yes, culture. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> read scripture. Uh, Jesus was, did not win the most popular man in Israel. Right. He didn't. Right. Uh, and, and neither did his apostles. Uh, they did not win most popularity yeah. contests because of the message. All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, Chris, and uh, Ray, we thank you for listening. Go ahead, Chris. What's the next story? Well, um, one of the things that presidents often do is send uh, the vice president to other countries to smooth over relations. You don't want to miss this, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, don't turn off your radio. Set your diver. Don't turn off your radio. Don't go in that store. Right. Okay, don't take a cell phone call. You want to hear... What Chris is about to yes, yes. share. Go All ahead, right. Chris. So uh, the Biden administration got the uh, the great idea to send Kamala Harris over to France. Now v- France is mad. Yeah, right. the VP. Uh, France is not happy with us because uh, Biden backed some sort of nuclear or submarine. We deal. stabbed him in the back on a nuclear submarine deal. Yes. that's what happened. Bi- Biden sta- stabbed uh, Macron in the back. Yeah, it's been some bad feelings he uh, did yeah. yeah and uh mr uh the french president whose name i'm probably gonna butcher uh macron. He, macron. 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 macron i have a, i have a tendency to say macaron uh, <laughs> right. and but, cheese uh, yes so uh anyway so biden's idea about all this is to send uh vice president kamala harris over there to smooth tensions that's right brother uh and you know what better way to smooth tensions with the french than try to speak french or more likely butcher their language so what you're gonna hear here is Vice President Kamala Harris uh, trying to speak French to people. Wait, wait, now, hold on a second. Okay. Now, just set this up a little bit more. Okay. She's speaking to some some French scientists. Yes. Okay. They're, they they. Uh, so she. I don't know where she is exactly, but she's speaking to some French scientists. There's a few of them standing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is part of her official visit, and and this isn't Saturday Night Live, folks. This is what really happened. This is. Vice President Harris uh, talking to these French scientists. With us in government, we campaign with the plan. Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. That's all you got? That, that's, the, that's the part that a lot of people are having fun oh, with today. It got better. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's like... I don't know. It's like she was talking to uh, child actors or yeah, something. Yeah, which she has done before, and then I do doesn't pass. What's cool? Are we making too much of this, Fred, or just, is, uh, it, is it okay to have a little fun well, at the I'm, vice president's uh, expense? She she did this. The thinking had to be. He planned. She did such a wonderful <laughs> job. Right. Remember, she was assigned to deal with the border crisis. 
Uh, she didn't have. And a she's done such no, a wonderful she job. She disappears. Yeah, she did. She, she can... disappears for weeks on end. She doesn't do any press conferences. <laughs> the last television interview she did was with Lester Holt, like back in the summer. This is the vice president. We've been to the wall of the United States, and at the time she was saying, "I haven't been to Europe either," or something yeah. like that. Now she now has. she has scratched that has off the list, either. Kamala. Her 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 poll her poll uh, polling numbers are are under her boss. Yes, uh, vice president is in the. I'm mean, excuse me, President Biden's in the 30s. Mm. She's south of that, uh, but anyway, Ray, she's—I don't—I don't know who's coaching her. It, it, it can't have been planned. Surely that was not written into the script for her to talk like that. <laughs> to, I, no. I thought I was hearing the little fellow on Fantasy right, right. Island. The plane, yes. the, the plane, the, the plane, the plane. Well, I don't know what it forgot his name. The plane, the plane. Uh, what was, going, that, the, what was that? that? That's exactly what it sounded the, like. So surely they didn't plan for her. Surely that was spontaneous. I will say, I don't know. It is not as bad Listen. as the terrible, no good, very bad accent that Dick Van Dyke tried to pull off in Mary Poppins. Okay. But it is bad, and we are lucky that our allies have not attacked let, let us. Let me tell you something, people. Listen to me. <laughs> This is what happens when you pick a vice president just because of their gender and their color of their skin. Mm-hmm. All right? It was all part of the plan. <laughs> listen, listen. She was dead last mm-hmm. in the in the Democrat primary voting. Mm-hmm. The Democrats didn't even want her to be the nominee. Far from it. Like I said, she was like polling last, like three percent or something like that among Democrats. Right. She. Right. All right. Listen. Uh, she has an and she off, is she, she's polling under Biden, right? I mean, yes. Biden's numbers are terrible, and hers are worse than his, right? Yes. Listen, she has an off-putting personality. Let's just be honest. <laughs> that's that's a nice way to say it. <laughs> the, the 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 cackling laugh oh, no. doesn't help. Nope. No. No. She doesn't know much more than me. Mm-hmm. Okay, on policy issues, if I may, I may be able to beat her on, on a debate. I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, she doesn't strike people as being up for the task of being vice president of the United States. No. Which I'm, I'm just telling you, she was only picked because she had dark skin and she was a female, and this is the way the Democrats think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the way you know. So Biden could have picked somebody else who was much more qualified and had a much better personality and could uh, help him, uh, but but he didn't. He decided to go with uh, her for the reasons I just mentioned. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess when you're polling in the 20s, maybe there's only one place to go, and that's up. But uh, – <laughs> She, you know, he put her in charge of the border crisis. She hadn't done squat yep. on that because she doesn't know what to do because she's for open borders. Yes. If you're for open borders, it's going as planned. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to step in and stop that from happening? And Harris, uh, she flew down to El Paso to the airport there for a couple hours so that the press would get off her back. Some of the press, mm-hmm. namely Peter Ducey, <laughs> would get off her back about uh, you, why are, you're addressing the border uh, and you're not even going to the border. Mm-hmm. Now she can say, I went to the border, which included an El, El Paso. She had she went inside to the Taco Bell there at the 
at the El Paso airport and so she could say she stopped by and, and looked at the border. Anyway, let's be honest, uh, she may be a great aunt and grandma, I don't know, but she's a complete and utter disaster <laughs> as Vice President of the United States, at least in her first, what is this, nine months or so? <laughs> the plan! The plan. <laughs> capital T, capital P. <laughs> Are you tracking with me, French scientist? <laughs> it's me, Kamala. We'll be back in a minute. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip, so we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022, June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. I've held off on commenting about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I wanted to make sure I had researched all the facts and seen all the evidence. And now I believe I can make an informed opinion about what happened on that terrible night during the riots that left Kenosha, Wisconsin in ruins. Rittenhouse is accused of shooting three men, killing two. Video evidence shows the 17-year-old was attacked by all three men. They were the aggressors. And the surviving victim admitted he had a gun pointed at Rittenhouse when he was shot. Now, Kyle Rittenhouse may be found guilty on a gun charge, but that young man is no killer. But the media has already convicted and tried Rittenhouse, much like they did the Covenant Catholic high school kids. It was a rush to judgment. And now we can only hope that just like Nicholas Sandman, Kyle Rittenhouse will get justice inside the courtroom and later against the mainstream media. I'm Todd Starnes. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, 
having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revow your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. 1 Peter 3, 14 through 16. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email... You can uh, use this address, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim with Fred, Chris and Ray, if you want a job on this show, you have to have a one-syllable first name. (laughs) Otherwise, don't even apply. Technically, my name is Christopher. Well, mine's Timothy, too. There you go. Timothy, second Timothy? Who called you? uh, (laughs) Saying I'm bipolar? It's all part of the plan. Okay. He's out of control. I know. It's up to me to reset this program right here. I'm sorry. That's scary. I'm sorry. The people watching during the break, I don't know if you can watch the video, but you probably wondered why I was doing hand motions, but that was... Why were you doing I was still talking about the video of Kamala Harris. The blind! Maria. Sorry. All right. uh, Well, I hope the rest of her trip goes well over there. Go ahead, Chris. What's your next story? Well, actually... Oh, Jan. We got Jan. Jan's the next story. Go ahead, right? Fred? Yes, Jan Markell, our good friend in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Jan, welcome, as, as we usually do on Thursday about this time. Understanding the time Thank you. Host, understanding the time host from the weekend here on American Family Radio. Uh, I, I Listen, it's November, <laughs> and I know you get tired of this, but has it snowed yet? Actually, it hasn't, um, but it has in October many times, not this year. Uh-huh. Um, we had a horrific snowstorm on Halloween, would have been, oh, 20 years ago maybe, with mounds and mounds of snow. This is not a great place to uh, come and live. In the winter. <laughs> in the, in, probably any time, because it's overtaken by liberals. Well, so. that's true. Yeah. You know, I was re- interesting, I was reading a, an article uh, th- uh, well, no, I was, I was, uh, I know what it was. I was looking at some old magazines recently. I don't yeah. know. I, I like vintage old magazines, mm-hmm. time life or whatever. And this was like, Jan, this was like, uh, a 1970s time, uh, one of those popular magazines back then. And on the front cover, it had the, it said Minnesota and it, this is the new place for families to move to. It's like. Has yeah. every you know what I'm saying? It was like a wonderful place for families and mm-hmm. friendly to business and yeah, all this. And then it's like now, it's like Jan talks about. You think of Minnesota, well, you think about Minneapolis burning down. Go ahead. Yep, and and defunding the police. Yeah, and um, it, it, it's what the cult of liberalism does, and liberalism is a cult, and it's very very destructive. And it's it's really wrecked a wonderful state, um, a wonderful city, Minneapolis and St. Paul. But 
I find it tragic. I mean, I find it <clears throat> downright depressing. And thankfully, gentlemen, we know this world is not our home. Amen. And our citizenship is in heaven, and that's where we should be looking forward to going. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people who live outside of the Twin Cities are going, yeah, there's still, yeah. a, there's still a, a wonderful, a yeah. sane sure. Minnesota. It's yeah. just you got to leave uh, leave Minneapolis-St. Paul. Metropolitan area. What do you got coming up on your program this weekend, Jan? Um, we're going to be talking, again, it's kind of part two, about the World Economic Forum and about the rush to the one-world government. And I believe the Church will never see the one-world government, but that isn't the point of the program. The point is, through the World Economic Forum and other efforts, certainly the United Nations, they're trying to form a one-world government. Well, how does the Church cope with that? Is that something we can push back against? Since the Bible says it's going to happen, do we just sit back and let it happen? Because not much we can do, but but it's... Everything is falling into place. Everything is aligning, as the Bible said. Amen. Amen. Jan, Jan, just before we let you go, uh, yeah, there was uh, the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany. It's a New York-based group. One of the things that they do is they do surveys in countries of Holocaust awareness. Yeah. And this is becoming a pattern. The latest one they did was in Britain. Only uh, 52% of respondents surveyed in the U.K. did not know that 6 million Jews were murdered by the Nazis. And I say this is becoming a pattern because they've tested other countries, including the United States. And this is pretty consistent now. Almost 6 in 10 people surveyed don't know 6 million Jews were killed in Germany. Correct. Um, I've actually done radio on that. It would have been a couple, three, four years years ago because it's so troubling, Fred. And and here's what the researchers have found. And let's just leave it here in the United States. <clears throat> but what you're saying is absolutely true. And the further we get away from the Holocaust, every year we get further away from it. Um, there's more indifference. There's more ignorance. Um, and I once played a clip on air. They were interviewing, um, I believe it was high school students, and one after another, the interviewer asked you, what what country did, the, did World War II happen in? What was Auschwitz? Uh, they knew nothing. But here's what made the difference. There are certain states, including New Jersey, and I think four or five others, that uh, mandate the study of the Holocaust, and mm. those young people knew just about everything. But when when they're not forced to study it, it fades from history. And this is scary because we've got some things going on that are and, and start with government overreach that we're watching right now that are sort of a little bit shades of what happened in Nazi Germany. So we need to be aware of history uh, because we often repeat it. You know, it's interesting, Jan. I, I think if these same people were surveyed about their attitude about Israel and yeah. and uh, Palestinian issues, the attitude towards Israel is, is very negative. We know that's coming on university campuses continually. The, right, you know, right. The, the, the uh, boycott, divest, and sanction movement That's is strong right. in the university. So what they know about Israel and the Jewish people is they're taught Israel is the bad player in the Middle East. That, that is exactly right. And, and so when it comes down to, as I said, educating 
these young people on anything to do with the Jews. The, in, in most most places, it's going to be a negative emphasis, like you just said, rather than teaching them the history of one of the most significant events would be in the 20th century to happen. I think it's the most one of the most significant in all of history, but certainly the 20th century, and that would be the planned extermination. It wasn't just six million. Uh, because there were millions of uh, gypsies and all sorts of other people who uh, were, were were annihilated as well. So this is a catastrophe we cannot forget. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, uh, Jan, thanks so much. We look forward to your show this weekend, and we encourage everybody to listen. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Tim. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Jan Markell uh, joining us, as she does most Thursdays, from Twin Cities area there in Minnesota. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Should you want to watch on the internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and just type in today's issues on Facebook or YouTube. Type in today's issues and you can join us there. Chris Woodward, Fred Jackson, Tim Wildman, and Dr. Ray Pritchard. Uh, Chris, next story. All right. Well, even though he's been in office for 9, 10, 11 months, however long it's been now, President Biden has not picked everybody to serve in some sort of office. Uh one of his he's out- not picking anybody pretty, well i don't think one of anyway. the people that people that work for biden are picking is well. this uh individual named sola omarova and she has been nominated to lead something called the office of the comptroller of the currency which falls under the department of labor's umbrella and it's one of those offices that uh is involved heavily with things like banking regulations the reason people are talking today about Sola Omarova is because back in March, she was speaking at a virtual summit for the uh, Jane Family Institute, and Omarova talked about the need to bankrupt oil and gas companies to combat climate change. Omarova has a bit of a heavy accent here, but here is the audio clip three. Uh, troubled in this example for certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? So you have somebody that Biden wants to be in his government in favor of bankrupting oil and gas no, companies to no. combat climate change. Yes, that's true. But it's Biden who wants to bankrupt the oil and uh, coal industry. Yes, he he wants to do it himself. Mm-hmm. So she's not saying he. I don't think she's saying anything radical in terms of Biden and Harris and the Democrat Party. Yeah. Uh, but but she she's going to be put in a position if she's confirmed if by she the Senate, confirmed. right? Where she's going to have a lot of say. I guess in regular what what's the office called? I never even heard of this. Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. Yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Does in, did, for, number one, does anybody know exactly what no, that office we don't know does? What, we don't know what that does. It, it's involved with uh, banking uh, and monetary policy. Uh, and I say that because I made calls to various groups yesterday, energy and economic, to get reaction to Omarova's uh, comments here. To, just to give you guys a little bit of a, a context here, uh, let's play this one, Adam. Uh, here is Dan Kish of the American Energy Alliance talking about this situation. Clip four. She's the banking nominee, mm-hmm. you know. She uh, huge banking comptroller currency. Um, the power that she would wield over companies and banks lending money to people to go out and drill wells to produce energy here at home is enormous. 
You know, it's just hard to understand. The Biden administration is advocating as, and, and on many fronts to punish, to diminish fossil fuels in this country, and they want to do it in record time. John Kerry has been at this climate change conference in Glasgow. He's talking, he hopes that uh, the United States will get rid of its coal generation plants mm-hmm. by 30. by 30. 2030. 2030. Eight years from now. Eight years from now. Uh, and and I correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, coal generating plants uh, that, that generate electricity make up 20% of the grid. Yeah. Right now, 20% of the grid. Now... Listen, folks, when you talk about, okay, what's the alternative? Well, in Biden's mind, it's windmills and uh, solar panels. Windmills and solar panels make up less than, what, 5 or 6% of the grid right now? According to the federal government, EIA.gov, wind provided 8.4% of the nation's electricity last year. Solar contributed, and I use that term loosely, 2.3% of the nation's electricity. So less than 10%. So they're talking about getting rid of coal, mm-hmm. and then eventually, what, by 35, 2035, they want to be away from oil and gas. Yeah, thanks to money from taxpayers, many of which will lose their jobs and livelihood if we get rid of coal. You know, I still haven't figured out, if you get rid of oil and gas, how are you going to fly Air Force One? Well, and that's what's interesting, because you talk <laughs> about Kerry. They go to these places. They all fly. They travel separately for security and logistics purposes. They fly around the world spewing emissions all over the atmosphere and talk about how we need to curb our emissions. If you're really that concerned about it, if you're really serious about doing it, walk, swim, and Skype. Yeah. I I think that was a country group. It might have been with their famous hit song, The Plan. But yes. Walk, what did you say? Walk, swim, and Skype. Walk, swim, or either that's... Weren't they little rascals? <laughs> I think they were. Like, anyway, you're listening to today's issues on AFR. The, the, um, there are a handful of Democrats in the Senate, I know, that have a real problem with this war on coal and um, and, and and gas mm-hmm. and oil. I, I don't know what these ultimately what these folks. No, I do. I do know where they're going with this. They are wanting to make americans um uh, they they think that uh the planet is going to burn up mm-hmm. that's uh, what they tell us yeah I, that's just what i was thinking about as i was talking fred they 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 say that but they really don't believe that no uh so there must be another plan at play here that they're not telling us uh, out loud so they say you know the planet's going to burn up unless we take all these drastic uh, actions which basically kill American uh, energy independence. So if if they really don't believe it, which their actions belie their statements for the re- some of the reasons you just talked about, Chris, the, the people who talk about getting rid of the oil and gas or the people who fly around on private planes and their carbon footprints through the roof. You remember Al Gore with his enormous homes? Mm-hmm. So you have Still to say, has them. So you have to say, why aren't you practicing what you preach? Well, it's because they don't really believe it, even though they're using it for political purposes to scare people, uh, to scare people. So uh, 
a lot of people believe that if if you if they're just using this to um, further global governance, yes. okay, mm-hmm. to promote socialism, mm-hmm. and so uh, if you kill American energy independence, yeah. then we're subservient to. Um, 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 you know, a, a, a governing body somewhere that can supply us mm-hmm. with that, our... Uh, that'll ration out fuel. Yeah. And and we have, cannot forget what's going on right now with fuel prices. Everybody in America knows what's going on. Average price of a gallon of gasoline gone up about a buck thirty-five. Yeah, more so in some areas. You mean in, since Biden took, took yeah, office? In recent months. And some people believe... That that's exactly where the Biden administration wants things to go, because they want it to become so expensive that people will start saying, "Give us more solar panels, please. Give us more windmills, please, because we need the energy." Right. Let me, you know, I I can understand or listen to the concerns from people that get that get upset every time some sort of world event happens and gas prices go up. They often talk about how. It's these billionaire, wealthy, big oil companies. They're all making money, and we're having to spend ours and all that stuff. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that oil and gas doesn't just go into your vehicle. It doesn't just power the electricity that you use. It also goes into things like your pen that you use on a daily basis. The shirt that Tim has on today has materials that are made from oil and gas production. So if they come after oil and gas as a form of energy... They're going to frown on it being used to make other everyday materials. And that's a big concern because somewhere some, – there was a study by American Petroleum Institute recently that found for every one job in oil and gas, there's somewhere like three and four jobs that get created mm-hmm. from that. Correct. So if you kill the oil and gas companies, you're also hurting other companies. There goes America. Yeah. Next story, Chris. All right. Well, where can I go? You got anything left? I don't have anything in my plan. Yes, we here got we go. ten minutes. Yes, we got nine minutes left. You want to do some? You want to like juggle or? Well, let's do this. Um, bringing it back to uh, COVID nineteen. A number oh, of can't wait. To, couldn't wait to get back to that topic. <laughs> That's what I do, Ray? Are you ready for this? Let's go. We've been let's waiting roll. for fifty minutes for yes. Chris to get some COVID news. Yes, go, Chris. All right, uh, Ron DeSantis, one of uh, the more prominent opponents or challengers of what President Biden wants to do in the form of COVID shot mm-hmm. mandates. Ron DeSantis is uh, making news today. Fox He's the News governor of Florida, yes. by the way. The governor of Florida, who is running for re-election next year. He's already filed. Uh, <clears throat> governor of Florida now says that he's considering maybe blocking or keeping OSHA from coming into Florida to enforce this rule that is scheduled to take effect in January. Uh, and so that's kind of kind of pit uh, no. a, a governor from a, a, a governor and a president. I, I fully expect DeSantis to announce secession. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometime soon from 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 uh, Biden's America. Uh, listen, yesterday, I don't know if this was in the same press conference. Governor Governor DeSantis is a rock star mm-hmm. in my mind. I mean, this yeah. guy. I hope he runs for president, and I think he could win. Uh, he he said yesterday. Do you have this? Yeah. Is this okay. the bus audio? Right. Yeah. Yes. All right, what's been happening here, just to set this up, I don't know if, I haven't heard the clip we're about to hear, uh, so I don't know if Governor DeSantis uh, lays it out, what's happening is, 
We all know we've talked ad nauseum about uh, Biden letting now it's going to be close to two million people mm-hmm. into our country illegally through our southern border, which doesn't exist anymore, basically. Uh, so what Biden does is he allows these people into our country. <clears throat> then he puts them on buses and planes, and he ships them all over the all over the United States, but basically into red states. The, the ultimate objective would be to one day change them to blue because mm-hmm. he doesn't place them in New York or California <laughs> or you know or Minnesota. He puts them in uh, – well, they did do that with the Somalis in Minnesota. Sure. If you, Obama did, and you see what's happened there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, the, so what's been happening then is that Biden's been sending these <clears throat> planes overnight into Jacksonville <clears throat> and landing at the airport and then taking these uh, – uh, illegal immigrant immigrants uh, places to house them. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're about to hear the response to from Governor Ron DeSantis yesterday. If they're going to come here, you know, we'll provide buses and provide them. Uh, we, I will send them to Delaware and do that. I mean, if, if he's not going to support the border being secured, then then he should be able to have uh, everyone there. Uh, so we will do whatever we can uh, in that regard, and we are absolutely going to do everything we can. So Governor DeSantis is offering to provide buses from the state of Florida so that all these people can go to Delaware. The uh, home state of? The home of the home state of uh, president. one President Biden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a great idea. Can, can I, you imagine a bus caravan, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> of 10 or 15 buses pulling out, coming yes. through Georgia, coming yes. through South Carolina, <laughs> coming through North yes. Carolina. That, oh, that's golden. That's I, fantastic. I, hope he, I don't know if he can do it, if he has the authority to do it, but I, I tell you what I find just astonishing is that the White House would send these folks, these illegal uh, immigrants, to places in the country, and they won't even talk to the governor of that state about what's going on. Mm-hmm. DeSantis has said, "I've tried to get information on on more on this." Uh, and so, so what Biden is doing, ladies and gentlemen, is he just uh, he, these folks are just pouring in, and I feel sorry for these people. I really do. I'm talking about the illegal immigrants in the sense that they are poor, mm-hmm. and they are. They are looking for, to come to America like the world wants to come to America for, uh, for uh, you know, food and a better way of life. So I, I don't, in that sense, I understand what's going on, but that's not the job. The job of the president of the United States is to, is to have law and order, mm-hmm. okay, and to enforce law and order. The laws of the United States prevent you from coming into our country illegally. You just can't walk in. Boy, I don't think you can do that in any country in the world. Nope. You can't just walk into America. You're not supposed to be able to. And just, uh, you know, be here. And, and in this case, Biden is bringing them in by the millions. All right. I say bringing them in. He's not flying or busing them into the U.S. He's allowing unfettered illegal immigration uh, which he said he was going to do. Remember, he said the Democrats said we'll pay for your health care if you'll come here. If you come here illegally, remember that. Yeah. Going to invite a surge oh, no. is what he said. We're not making this up, folks. Right. This is Biden's immigration policy. 
is that uh, everybody can come here and no, and we're not going to stop them uh, from coming here. Now, a few people have been sent back to Haiti, I guess, and but there's but he's done away with the wall. The border agents are overrun. They've talked about this. He doesn't really care about the border agents, and they're really, I hate to say this, but there's not enough of them to do anything to stop the illegal flood. No. That's what we're getting. And we need to remind people, too, it's not just people coming up from Central America. Right. They've now tracked, the border people have now tracked people from over 120 countries. Oh, it's a it's a cottage industry now. Yep. This is... There are, there are families. Now, these yeah. are supposedly people who are fleeing tyranny somewhere else. There are families that are flying in to Mexico, to, to Mexico at thousands of right. dollars airplane tickets. Right. They're flying in, right. mom, dad, the kids, and they're, they're, taking, they're being driven yeah. up to the border. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm claiming amnesty. Please let me in. Yeah. And they have yeah. to let, let them in. We've, uh, we've digressed just a little bit. The point was Governor DeSantis is saying... He's going to, he, if it's up to him, he will send these folks who Biden is dropping off in Florida. They really need to go to Delaware yep. uh, is where they need to go because Biden's the one bringing them into the country. Mm-hmm. So right. you're listening to uh, the radio program today's issues. We got about one minute left. Chris, you got like a recipe or <laughs> Oh, no, I have something. a story what that, you, what uh, you got? It, well, this story makes me feel like such an underachiever. Uh, okay. I found it on UPI.com. And it says, a woman who decided to run the distance of a marathon every day during COVID-19 lockdown earned a Guinness World Record by running 95 marathon distances in 95 days. Her name is Alyssa Clark. She's from Burlington, Vermont. And again, I feel like an underachiever. She did what now? She ran 95 marathons basically in 95 days. I don't believe that. (laughs) Oh, that's phenomenal. You believe it, Ray? I, I, no, but yes. What? Well, yes, I, I guess. I guess look, it's a feel-good story that we don't want to even double-check. I'm not sure I could run one marathon. You can't find anything on days, the internet that isn't so, true. I saw I'm that sorry. on television. My gracious. Maybe she did that. I have I've heard about these marathon runners who they run two miles and they get in their car, Phenomenal. go for about, about 15 wow. more miles and get out of their car and you hit back on the on the race again. You heard about these people? Yes. Be back in a minute. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.